0: Amen. Greetings, beloved, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together before I share the word of God with you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We honor you. You are faithful, and thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for the word that you are going to share with us. We are ready to receive from your throne, of oh, God. We are ready to receive from you. Almighty oh, Father, you said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity this day, as we receive from you. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. Amen. I'm excited once again to share the word of God with you. We started last week, we talked with each other as is the new year. And I encourage you to say that you need to have your expectations very high this year, knowing that your expectation and your hopes and your dreams will never be cut off. We read for you in the book of Proverbs twenty-three, eighteen, in the Amplified, where it clearly states your hope and your expectation will not be cut off. That should be what you tell yourself in this year of 2021, that I might have been disappointed in the past. There might have been a lot of things that didn't go well. But I'm not going to give up on my faith. I'm going to keep on declaring what God has said because God never gives up, no, God never gives up on you either. In the name of Jesus. So today I want us to continue. We're going to look at the power that you have as a child of God because you have the power. You may not know this, but I want to tell you you have the power. And it's interesting that sometimes when you don't know what you have, you don't behave the way that you should. It's like a person who would be running away from the snake when the snake is running away from them. So it's like you don't know, you're just scared, you're just running away. When actually you're supposed to be declaring and uh, taking the authority because you've been given the authority. So I want us to go together to the Book of Judges. We're going to start there because if you don't understand this, you're going to miss the essence of this. You need to know the secret of your power. There is a saying that the strength of a crocodile is in the river. In other words, if you take the the crocodile out of the river or out of the water, it becomes weak. For a child of God, you can say the strength of a child of God is in prayer and the Word of God. So if you go without the Word of God, and you're trying to do things your own way, you become influenced by what's happening in the world, you will be defeated like anybody else. I like what uh, Samson said here in the book of Judges, chapter 16, verse 17, in the NLT. Let's read it together. Judges sixteen seventeen. he says, Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my hair were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. I want you to look at this. This is powerful. Because, as much as we know how powerful Samson was, there was a secret to his strength, there was a secret to his power. And he says, If my head is shaved, I would become as weak as anyone else. So that's what's happening with most Christians today. We become like people of the world. We become defeated like anybody else because we are not zoning on unto the power that we have. We are not treasuring the power that we have. You have the power. And you say, Pastor, what do you mean I've got the power? I'm getting defeated all the time, and sometimes I feel whatever God wants, it's fine, and now I've given up. I'm telling you you've got the power. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, in the King James Version. And I want you to look at this because if God says something, it means that the problem with us is that sometimes we spend a lot of time hearing what people are saying, we spend a lot of time looking at what is going on around us, and we miss what God has said. God's word does not change. What God has spoken remains true forever. So it means it's our situations that must change. But if you so much get sold into things of the world, you hear everybody complaining, you hear people saying the economy is low, you hear people talking always about the pandemic and everything like that, then you end up thinking like the world. You become weak like anybody else because you are not zoning on to the strength of your power. Look at this. In Acts 1 verse 8, King James Version, it says, but you shall receive power After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. If you look here, it says you shall receive power. And you say, Pastor, what power? I've got no power. But it says you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you are going to be powerful because now you are endured by power from on high. You've got the nature of God in you. You've got the ability of God in you. You've got the power of God in you. You've got the strength of God in you. That's why that word power, that's translated power there in the book of Acts 1-8. In the original Greek, it is the word dunamis. Dunamis, which is the word that means miraculous power might, ability, strength, force. Let me make it simple for you. Some of you, you know, if I talk about the word dynamite. If I talk about a dynamite, and I say you've got a dynamite, you're going to think differently, because if you've got a dynamite, you can blow off anything that stands before you, because you've got a dynamite. So it says you shall receive dunamis. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So we have received this power, we have received this strength, we have received the ability, we have received the miracle-working power. That power is in us. And when that power is in you, it flows even through your body. That even when sickness tries to touch your body, the power of God flushes it off. That's why the Bible says the life also of Jesus is manifested in your body. The Bible says the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead dwells in you. So it means that very same power dwells in me. So nothing of the enemy can dwell in this body. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But what sometimes makes us get defeated is because we lose focus. We start being like people of the world. We talk like everybody else in the world. We, 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 We do things like people of the world and we have forgotten the source of our power. We've forgotten the the, the secret of our power. Because if you lose focus, this is what the devil does. He will make you get busy with things of the world and you get entangled and you forget that you are in a race. You get entangled and you forget that you've got a race that you must run. And now you are spending a lot of time like a civilian spending a lot of time engaged in whatever people are saying, this one said that, this one said that, what are the latest news in the world, and who said this, this one gossiped about me, this is what's going on in the world, and you never say what does God say. Because the the way that Jesus defeated the devil is by always saying it is written. It is written. Jesus never forgot the secret of his power, that his power is in the way. And then you get defeated because sometimes we don't always think about where our power lies. So I want us to go together to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, in the Amplified. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him, endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand and, uh, and of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. So it says, let us run the race that is set before us. But we need to look away from all that will distract us and focus our eyes on Jesus. What have you been focusing your eyes on? What have you been looking on? You've been distracted. You've been always looking at things that are not working well, and that's the enemy's trick. He makes us look at things that will not help us. He makes us look at how dire our situations are, and he makes us look away from the Word. But the Bible says, look away from the things that so easily distract you, and focus on Jesus. Focus on the Word. And leave the things that are distracting uh, you, that are taking your attention away. There was a time, I will take you there now. During the time of Moses, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, and then the serpents bit them, and when they were bitten by those serpents, they were dying. But God had a solution. Look at this. John three fourteen and fifteen amplified. Just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent. In the desert on a pole, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross, so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life after physical death and will actually live forever. So he talks about what happened in the desert, in the wilderness, when people were beaten by those serpents, those snakes. Everybody who looked at the snake and looked at how dire their situation was, they died. But the solution was on looking on the serpent that Moses put up. Let's look at it in the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 8 and 9, amplified. Numbers 21, 8 and 9, amplified. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent of bronze and set it on a pole, and everyone who is beaten will live when he looks at it. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on the pole, and it happened that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked to the bronze serpent, he lived. Did you get the secret? So it says, anyone who was bitten by those serpents that were killing people, and look on the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up, then they would live. But anybody who disregarded the serpent that was on a pole, died. the same thing in the time that we're living on there may be many things that you can regard as the snakes serpents that are biting people all over the world if you only focus on that it's like you're only focusing on coronavirus you're only focusing on this situation you're only focusing on your debt bill you are only focusing on this you are focusing on what things are not going well your children are out of the way and all this and you focus on that you will die but you need to lift up your eyes and look unto jesus Because it says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be hanged on the cross. And we look at the completed work on Calvary, what Jesus did for us on Calvary. Because when he was on the cross, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. It means I will have to keep on confessing what God has done, because... That's what Jesus did for me on the cross. The completed work on Calvary, it was for my advantage so that I can live in divine health, so that I can live being protected, so that I can know that I've got the power, even when I'm still living here on the earth. I know that I've been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatever I declare to be unlawful on the earth will be confirmed unlawful in heaven. Whatever I declare to be proper and lawful on earth will be declared proper and lawful even in heaven. So it means heaven will back me up. I just need to exercise the authority that I have. I just need to exercise the power that I have. But if we don't look at Jesus, if we don't look at the Word and we keep on looking at our circumstances, those circumstances will not change. They get changed by the Word. So the Word of God is eternal, but our situations are temporal. They change. That's why yesterday you were in another mood Today you are in a different mood. Yesterday you were in a different circumstance. Today is a different circumstance. But the word of God remains forever. Go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians 4, 18. We are going to do it in the Good News translation. It says, For we fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on things that are unseen. What can be seen lasts only for a time, but... What cannot be seen lasts forever. So it says, let's fix our attention not on things that are seen, but on things that are not seen. In other words, fix your attention not on your circumstances. Fix your attention on the word. You need to be so much sold in the word that you will always speak according to your convictions. Speak according to what is in your heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm reminded of the time when the children of Israel when the twelve spies were sent to send to search the land, to spy the land, ten came back and gave report according to what they saw. They gave report according to the fear that they had. They said, we saw the giants there, the anarchists there, we were like grasshoppers, we can't, we can't. But Caleb and Joshua, they gave report according to their convictions. They gave report according to what God has said. How do you report? Do you report according to what you are hearing people saying? Do you report according to what you are seeing going on around you, or do you report according to your convictions? Look at it with me in the book of Joshua chapter 14, 7 and 8. It says in the NIV, I was 40 years old when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of people to melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly." He says, "...I brought back report according to my convictions, but others were talking things that were bringing fear on people." So there are a lot of people who are spreading words of fear to people. You're speaking a lot of things, a lot of negative things that are making the hearts of people to melt. You make people have no hope. While you are supposed to speak what God has said, you're supposed to speak the word, you are supposed to speak according to your convictions. Actually, that portion of scripture in the book, in the New King James Version, Joshua 14, 7 and 8, it says, I was 40 years old when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. I brought back word as it was in my heart. So it means you need to spend so much time in the Word of God that the Word of God will always be reflected in you, that you will be full of the weight, that when the situation comes and squeezes you, the Word of God will come forth because you will be full of the weight. And actually, if you spend so much time in the presence of God, you will radiate the glory of God. The glory of God will be seen in you. Then people will know that you are spending time With God, you were spending time in the presence of God. I want to look with you in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse eighteen. We will do it in the voice translation. I like it in the voice translation. Second Corinthians three eighteen in the voice translation. Look at this. This is powerful because it reflects you. You are like a mirror. So it means if you stand in front of the word, the word will. Reflecting you, and somebody can then see that word reflecting from you. Look at it. I like it in the voice translation. It says, now all of us, with our faces unveiled, reflect the glory of the Lord as if we are mirrors. And so we are being transformed, metamorphosed into his same image, from one radiance of glory to another, just as the Spirit of the Lord accomplishes it. I want you to listen to this carefully. It says, as we spend time in his presence, we end up reflecting the glory of the Lord as if we are mirrors. So we are being transformed into the very same image that is in front of us. So it means if you are a mirror and the word of God is there, when the word of God is here in front of you, then what is reflected out of you is the word of God, is the glory of God. That's why even when Moses spent time in the presence of God, he reflected the glory of God. When he was coming from the mountain after meeting God, people could see the glory in him. Why? Because he was reflecting the presence of God, the glory of God. So even in me, as a child of God, the glory of God is reflected through me because I spend much time in the Word. So as you spend much time in the Word, what you speak should be the Word. When you spend much time in the Word, how you behave should be the Word, a reflection of the Word that is so much stored in you. When you spend so much in the Word, your body will be healed. Because that very same Word, the Bible says, He sent this Word to heal us and deliver us from our distractions. So I want you to think of these two verses in closing. Because if the Word is in you, that's what you must speak all the time. That's what is the source of your victory. That is the secret of your power. So when I say you've got the power, it's because you've got the word of God in you. So when you take that word and embrace that word, then you will see the power of God. I want to take two scriptures as we close. One of them is Isaiah 3.10. And I'm going to speak this, and also when I pray, I'm going to pray this over you. Because I want to tell you what God has said. While people can tell you a lot of things that are happening around you, People tell you what's in the newspapers, people tell you what's in the news. I'm telling you what is in the Word of God. So the book of Isaiah 3.10, New King James version says, Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. So this is what I'm here to tell you, that it shall be well with you. Child of God, it shall be well with you speak it also for yourself. As much as I'm saying to you that it shall be well with the righteous, it shall be well with you, you also need to say, it shall be well with me. It is well with me, because God is in control in my life. And then you speak that. God is watching over his word to perform it. God is watching over his word to fulfill it. That's why let's look together. The last verse is Psalms 118 verse 17 in the New King James Version. When everybody else is saying, we are really going to die, This corona is going to finish us all, and uh, there is this economy going this way, and things will just all we are all going to die of hunger, things are not working out, we are going to lose jobs, and all that. People are saying what they are seeing, but you need to say what God has said. Listen to this Psalms 118, verse 17, New King James Version. It says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Father, for revealing your word to us that we may know that we have the power. Father, we shall exercise the authority that we have in you. And thank you, Father, for the power that is in your word. In the name of Jesus, we declare what your word has said. I shall live and not die. I'm going to declare the goodness of the Lord. Father, I thank you, I bless you that you said it shall be well with us. I declare that it shall be well with your people out there. I speak to all the righteous people out there. I say it shall be well with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are watching over your word to perform it. You fulfill your word in our lives, in the name of Jesus, you confirm your word with signs following. When you said, it shall be well with us, says the Russians, we shall eat the fruit of our labor. You mean that. Indeed, it shall be well with us. It shall be well with us. It shall be well with us. I speak this word over every child of God out there. I say, it shall be well with you. And even those that have been given no hope, those that have been told you are going to die, those that have been told things are, 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 are getting worse, I want to say, in Jesus' name, be healed, be made whole. May the life of Jesus be manifested in your body right now and that you be healed. You shall live and not die. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be healed and be made whole. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that it shall be well with us. It is well with our souls. Thank you, Father, for your peace that surpasses all human understanding. understand. That even when the world is in turmoil, we can rest in you in peace. In perfect peace, O God, knowing that you are in control, knowing that you are in charge. Our hearts will not be troubled. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in again next week. We're continuing like this until such time that we meet again face to face. But keep on receiving the word. Keep the faith, your hopes and aspirations in 2021 will not be cut. In Jesus' name.